Give Up Your Day Job, a local musician's guide by me, Paul Gillings, an educational and sometimes humorous look at what it's like to be part of the local music scene. Hello and welcome to another episode of Don't Give Up Your Day Job, the local musician's guide. And I'm here joined by some three lovely people today, some old friends of mine, some new ones I'm very glad to say. And if I go around the room to my left... I have the lovely Coral Cross. Hello, Coral. Good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning, good afternoon. It's 12 o'clock in an hour, dear, either way. Yeah. Um, Danny Ars, come back from more punishment. Hello, Danny. Good morning, mate. How are you uh, doing? Oh, he's speaking better today. That's yeah, lovely. A bit more clear. <laughs> more mumble. And my good friend, Chris Garrett. How are you, mate? Afternoon, mate. Very good, thanks. Yes. Thanks nice for coming. Awesome, awesome. So, um, like I normally do, and I've prepped you for it a little, a little tiny bit before we jump in the deep end, I just want to go around and say, obviously, Danny, but we, we're sick of the sight of you now, yeah, so mate. we know what you're all about. Furniture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Coral, what is it you're up to musically at the moment, and how do we know each other? Um, so we know each other through the music scene, obviously, um, mm. and your um, daughter is also <laughs> also a partner to my nephew Leo, who is seven. <laughs> yeah, they're seven and eight years old, and yes. they talk about marriage the whole time, <laughs> uh, Valentine's Day's planned, all yes. sorts of stuff. So, yeah. so uh, we're practically related. Then, future really. in-laws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and musically at the minute, um, I've actually had like a bit of a quiet um, period, mm. um, which I think sometimes you need in music. You need like a little, just a little step back just to sort of figure out and redirect yourself. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've still, I've, I've got the band, um, the original band, but um, it's sort of just, we've had a little bit of a break um, mm. over Christmas and I'm hoping, I, I was like, I was ill a couple of weeks ago and mm. I was hoping to just get back into writing again like I, I feel like my um my inspiration is now coming back so yeah I'm hoping to to get either an EP or an album together this year right, so. right. it goes in waves I find like that doesn't it mm-hmm. you know I have a surge where I write a dozen songs and other times yeah. nothing and <laughs> yes. I think for the longevity of it sometimes you find you have to sort of let that go a little bit mm, yeah, and write do. it out yeah yeah definitely yeah yeah I, I I can't figure out with creative like creative writing whether it's it's like you have to use it or lose it or mm. whether um, and whether you just need to start doing it and then it'll kind of come back or whether you just need to be inspired to do mm. it. It's, it's quite hard to know, really. Well, it was an interesting point that because a friend of mine is, a, is an artist, John Loker, and he paints. He's got stuff in the Tate and stuff like that. Mm. And uh, he says that, because I said to him about, do you ever have any uh, dry spells and stuff like that? He's got this massive studio and um, his wife does work from Damien Hurst and stuff and uh, I just wanted to drop that name sorry but he, he said that and I said to him about the, the same thing about do you do you like wait and leave the creativity and he was he was an advocate for fighting through it and oh, okay. like forcing it but yeah. for him as an artist as a job that was that was work and it's always been work yeah. he left art college yeah. and then did it for a living I've got mm. to sell paintings I've got to do something yeah. so I like properly forced it and yeah. the man's a machine oh, when wow. it comes to it you know it really is but um, yeah I'm a bit more like I used to be very much like that but mm. now I now I find it's, like, it's just like the same as yourself there do I let it go do mm. I just yeah. wait for the inspiration to strike a bit and I think that probably just comes with was my age and how I've been kicked many times I don't yeah. know but <laughs> he was very much of the 
push through. Push yes. Through. Yeah. 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 Oh, cool. So taking a little, uh, taking a little step back, having a look. So it's the Coral Cross Band for those yeah. that don't know, for those mm-hmm. that are listening in. Yeah. And uh, yeah, is your uh, sort of reassessing where that is? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'd still, I have my solo music page as well. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, like me and you have done a little song together. We did recently. do a little we song. Gone. I was very glad to say. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we're sort of because we're both. You've been ill, and my family's been ill. We've been sort of uh, troubled to get back to it. Yes. But we're hopefully back on track now. Aren't <laughs> yes. We? So hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so get that be, back going on. Yeah. Awesome stuff. I've heard a little sneak preview of that. Sounds really good. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Nice. It's Neil James is smart radio. Nice. He loved it. Yeah. He sent EP full of that, please. Yeah. So that's that's good news. Awesome. So Danny, we know. Hello, Danny. Nice to see you again, mate. Hey, bud. What have you been up to musically lately? Just the same. Same, same <laughs> as episode one, mate. Still, yeah. working, on the, uh, <laughs> still working on the EP. Still slugging out with some old duffer on a Mayfogan. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's it, mate. Just getting ready for this year, mate, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, we've got a few gigs coming up and that, haven't yeah. we? You know, Jeff's managed to, uh, for the first time in my probably entire career, that people are asking us. Yeah. And that's never happened to me before. It's usually chase it down, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, people are asking us. We've got a gig later today, haven't we? We have. <laughs> we've, got, we've, got, we've got to drive for an hour and a half this after this, yeah. Rock and roll. Rock and roll, baby. Loving it. Loving it. Where are you playing later? Um, at the um, Narborough Sports and Social Club, Ooh. to which has been broadcast on West Norfolk Radio. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, have you not? Yeah. Uh, you've been in touch with old Jane Clayton over there? No. Give her a shout. Send no. her some tunes. They're yeah. lovely. They love. They love like you know original music, just like smart radio and stuff like that. And go on and do a live set with her. Yeah. You, you got, like just by one seeing that. They oh, love. Okay. They love that. Oh, you, you'll love it. Nice. That's where I met my mate no, was Kevin Tablin. I've done a few duos with he, me and I met on there. That's mm-hmm. great. Guy. That was cool. Yeah. yeah. And then Mr. Chris Garrett, ho. Yes, hey Dan, you alright? I'm alright, mate. Yeah, Lovely to see you. We've had a little uh, break. You have not seen each other for a bit, have no, we? No, no, it's been nice. Mm. <laughs> it's been nice being away from you. It's been lovely being away from you, Brian. No, of course not. Yeah, we have, we have had a break, haven't we? But yeah, mate. What have you been up to musically lately then, dude? Well, carrying on from where we left off with uh, the Jam Shedders mm-hmm. and that little original kind of uh, project I started by myself in lockdown really to start mm. with well kind of well me and you really I suppose didn't we with mm. uh, learning about recording because I was a bit of a dinosaur obviously with the recording <laughs> as you know with my old uh, old tech yeah. <laughs> so you had the, you had the digital 8 track I did have the digital which was a step track. on from the tape machines that we used to use right? yeah yeah that's right yeah. I used to sit in the middle of the floor didn't it, and then mm. hope that it might pick something up but <laughs> yeah so it's, uh, yeah that's kind of what I've gone with mine learning to use the PC thanks to yourself mm-hmm. obviously mm, good, and good, good. that has then progressed to actually wanting to do it live it sounded a good record and that's yeah. kind of in inspired me then to sort of go live with Fantastic. that. Fantastic, so we put, um, just so for those that, obviously you and I know what's going on. Exactly, But you, yeah, you've yeah. got a drummer, bass player. Yes, that's and, right, uh, yeah. And me and May Fulgan are now backing vocalist, the lovely Gail. That's, that's correct, yeah. yeah, we're sort of slowly sort of growing, but it's kind of a thing that if I want to do that I can do it by myself if I mm-hmm. want to. It can be done as a duo. I've done a duo gig the other week and that worked quite well. Yeah. So it's one of them kind of projects that it doesn't have to be the full complement of mm-hmm. the band. It can be whatever is required and I suppose whatever we fancy and whatever the venue wants really. Is what yeah. yeah, so adaptability within that. With yeah, a, and definitely. it's all original material as well, it isn't is, it? Yeah. yeah, it's all sort of... Uh, things that I mean I've wrote about while I was in lockdown so I had mm. time then because I wasn't at work so I sat in my studio mm. and just pretty much wrote these tunes all about 
don't know, things to do with me and just stuff that's just come to me and I just put pen to paper and mm. I just write. Yeah, that's fantastic because when I first, yeah, it's, it's, and it's lovely to hear that from you as well because I think when we first when we first got together and hanging out, it was like, um, well, we have a socially distanced because your studio is in your back garden and we had we had the door open uh, and I sat, yes. I, sat near the, I sat near the door. <laughs> Danny ever entered a garden you, and you were down the other end of the, of the shed, of the jam shed. Oh, there you go. And uh, yeah, we were like, I don't, I don't care if it's bloody not, you know, Boris no. would probably jam right no. sat in each other's laps, wouldn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, fucking. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, we were doing that and uh, I remember you said, like, you know, I was like, uh, so you got any lyrics? And you said, like, oh, I haven't written lyrics. Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, you write lyrics. Yeah. And then the next time I came, I came to see, we had a little bit of a breakdown. I think some rules got a bit uh, harsher, didn't they? And I came back and he says, well, I've written about, I've written, I can't stop. Yeah, I've written this, right, I've written yeah, this, yeah. and I've written yeah. that, I've written the other. Yeah. And uh, what sort of was it? That it? Obviously, there was a number of things I think happened there. It was the time, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, the right. technology as well. Yeah, it was yeah. sort of great songwriting tool, I think you found, didn't you? Yeah, oh, God, yeah. It was, well, I made a huge, huge difference. Once I got my head around it, so much quicker to get these ideas down. And mm. once I started doing that, that was it. Then no stopping mm. at that point. And then I just had to be a band. Then I couldn't just yeah. have these things to play in my shed. <laughs> and uh, yeah. It's kind of gone from there, and it's great. Band. I find it good for putting on because you can put the drums on it. You can because obviously you play guitar, bass, and you do the vocals as well. Yeah, don't you? so great, with, yeah. the, with the and uh, you do even have, you have an electronic drum kit as well, didn't you? I do, I did. I have now got rid of that. Oh, unfortunately, yeah. but I still have a cajon and yeah. sort of percussion drum stuff and that, which I've used the cajon a couple of times to record with mm. a little bit. Uh, interesting obviously as you know recording them but yeah, yeah I've used that a few times so you lay down like full full band demos absolutely band yeah yeah I am a one man band when I'm in my shed and how, how do we know each other I think our, our tale's quite a good one because Gosh, um, yeah. not that everyone else's isn't but um, no. we've known each other for a really right long, long time long time <laughs> isn't it it goes back to well the Nexus days when I managed mm -hmm. to come round and yeah, watch yeah. you play when I was then learning guitar so 1999 98 oh, easily that yeah. if not a bit before that was Blimey. when I then started without a clue and we were yes, doing that and mm -hmm. used to sort of hang out didn't we and then fantastic bands I really I really I, I remember was, yeah you remember without a clue yeah. Yeah. yeah great band good fun it was good fun we had mm. a lot of good fun with that done a lot of good gigs went all over the place with that that was just never quite got there unfortunately <laughs> there are tens of thousands of bands that, that of don't, course you know. yeah but you just it's all about enjoying it and it? it's not yeah, about yeah. you know doing that it's got to be number one and it just enjoy it have that passion to keep going mm -hmm. and you you recorded a few albums with them boys as well didn't you oh yeah quite a few yeah I couldn't even tell you how many but definitely double figures <laughs> <laughs> I've got the first two demos yeah, up in my yeah, uh, CD was, rack there, there of you know things that. I've been on which I actually yeah. did play on yeah uh, but yeah, yeah. Mr. Mr. Trevfuller was certainly driven and putting you guys forward and like I said I was yeah. always very very jealous because Nexus was 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 fairly hard work we had a, a strange and this is what I want to get on to today to talk about putting a band together which you've done recently and mm. um, uh, Coral was saying you're taking a taking a small step step back from and um, I know Danny's done in the past and uh, you know Danny and I play together now and we talk about the idea ourselves as well yeah for a full band and stuff mm. like that so you know that was a very you know it's, it's a strange creative process putting a band together because my experience at that time let's take those two yeah. parallels there's you and without a clue yeah um, driven by Trevor yeah. Who was the main song main yeah. songwriter, great yeah, songwriter, was, yeah. you know, yeah. um, a good guitarist, and uh, from what I could see from the outside, and Stephen and Craig were wrong, so he brought the songs to you. Yeah, he, these are the yeah, songs. This, much, this yeah. is how they go. You boys put your bit to it. Yeah, and Nexus was, who's got an idea? 
who's got a riff? So yeah. say, guitarist will play a riff, yeah. and then drummer will go, well, I've got a little bit of diddly diddly, and then I go, well, I've got three words, and the bass player will go, well, I've got a whole thing, and, and we would just hash it out, and it, you know, I think in the three years we were together, we wrote eight songs that were each yeah. about eight minutes, ten minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to one recently, that was just over nine minutes, actually. <laughs> so you could have had 32 songs if you had chopped them up a bit. Yeah, yeah, could have chopped those songs yeah. into uh, separate bits, yeah. but it was, it were, it was for me, uh, an excruciating way to write songs, and it's something that uh, I've talked about with you, Danny, mm. isn't it? You try and shy away from that mm. process because you come up with an idea make. before knowing my history with Nexus, and mm. it, it got me to spill all that out, didn't it? Mm. So, Pretty is much. this a way you've worked before then? Yeah, it was basically it was creative input from all of us. Mm. It's a, if, you know, one of you would come up with the idea of a mm. riff or a lyric or something, and then you'd take it in and take it to the rest of the band and go, right, you know, what can you come up with? Mm. Yeah. And uh, it was very much that way. But it worked well for you boys. Most of the time, creative differences did play obviously a major mm. part in it because everyone was passionate about it. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. okay, but at that point, it was up to everybody else to decide mm. which out of the two versions sounded better. Right, I because see. So it, it was a collective idea. It would shut you two down then. If it was two of you arguing, okay. it was like, right, you two be quiet for a minute. We're going to have a listen. <laughs> and it was kind of worked out like that. So it's yeah. kind of like a democracy kind yeah, of like okay. a relationship. But would it get heated then? Was, yeah. that something you, oh, yeah. was that something you boys were okay with? Was there any rock and roll tantrums? I love a bit of that. Oh, yeah, Savage, <laughs> Savage and we would always have a clash with whoever the lead singer was. You know, we had three lead singers. Oh, really? Yeah, there'd always be Savage clashing with them. I'd be the middle man trying to keep the pace. <laughs> <time. laughs> Um, and sometimes, yeah, me and Sav butt heads as well. You know, yeah. How we because it was only myself on guitar and him on bass. So mm. I was playing with Man Lead. So a lot of the times we were doubling up on what we were doing between the bass and the guitar. Yeah. So there would be a little bit of heated discussion between us mm. when he's trying to tell me how to play a riff, for instance. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how was uh, your band, um, the Carl Cross band, how did you guys do it? Was there, were they your songs that you brought to the band like that, like Trevor did with Van Clue, like Chris does with Jam Shillers, yeah? Yeah, yeah, that's, um, that's pretty much how how we've worked all, all through it, really, because mm. I sort of predominantly write the songs, um, and then... I'll bring it to the band and they'll put their own spin and twist on it and all their own ideas and mm. then, uh, that can like take a song that I've written like I'll, I'll hear it in my head with an idea and then the band will sort of take it in a completely different direction and it'll sound like really awesome so oh, cool. yeah um, that's pretty much how we've worked but I was just like when uh, Danny was talking about um, being in a band is uh, I was thinking about like the relationship that you have with bandmates and mm. it is completely different to anything like it's almost <laughs> like having a marriage yeah I always uh, compare yeah, it to yeah. being married to Definitely. three people three yes, other people it is yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and you've all got your own ideas mm. and, and differences and you have to like really um, sort of work on your communication skills I guess mm. to, sort of, to be you know to sort of all maturely get on because there can be like a clash of you know of creative ideas and everything so mm. yeah it's not like anything um any other sort of friendships i've had is mm. it's like a marriage <laughs> I, I think it's immensely like educating like mm. you say the socialization the letting go of your ego yeah as, as well and uh, and uh, sort of yeah so i wanted to talk about it. it's like how do we select Mm. These these people like you went through three singers and stuff like that. Yeah. Like how like Chris, how did you go about recruiting bods for your new band? I mean, I know, yeah. But, but um, well, uh, there was late editions and and stuff like that. But yeah. when when you suddenly thought, yeah. right, I want to do this live, and I know yeah, you've been yeah. in low loads of other bands yeah, like through the yeah. past. Yeah. You know, how is that recruitment process echoed in that? Do you see like like Carl says, do you see like the relationship first, and then think I can work with them, or do you just go? 
God, they're a good bass player, cornet player, whatever it is I want them. It's for me, it's about the relationship, not how good they are on the instrument because mm. they can be really good, but they're a, they're a pain in the arse and I don't want to work with them, basically. <laughs> it's, it's got to be that good sort of French way, hasn't it, with the band? Yeah, yeah. And so my selection, if that's what you want to call it, was people I've worked with in the past over the years that I know that I get unwell with, that gel with, really, mm. um, because I think that's where that comes from, isn't it? Making good music, I suppose. If you don't gel with somebody mm. and they're just like a, mm. oh, I don't know, I can sort of think of an instrument, I don't want to say any names. But don't say, no, 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 it could be really, no, no, could be really good, yeah, yeah. but if, uh, if it's kind of a learnt playing, and I don't know, I like that fluent kind of playing, I suppose. Mm. Um, would you put? Would you be prepared? It's a good question. Would you be prepared to put up with someone who was supremely talented, if they were a pain in the ass? Well, maybe <laughs> he does already. Really. <laughs> 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 it, it would depend in what way they were a pain in the ass. Maybe a few right. years ago, right. yes, perhaps I would have done. But mm. now it's a different kind of kettle of fish. Now this is the songs I've wrote. Mm. Um, and I suppose they would have come from my heart, my my creation. So I get no, I probably wouldn't not so much mm. now. Okay, I don't think if I felt it wasn't working, then I would. Uh, I don't think I would just jog along now because mm. I sort of think, and I don't know, this might be the sort of final kind of push that I do with something like this. I don't know. <laughs> so I wouldn't want to go back to what I was doing now. I like writing my songs, performing mm. the songs. That was something I always wanted to do for a long while, but. I think it was in the time and I wasn't I wasn't ready years ago. Mm. I couldn't have done okay. it, I don't think. Well, it sounds like from what um, I know of your musical history mm. anyway through the bands, like it's been a great education. Absolutely, it's all led to this point, really. Mm. You had because you, you had uh, you, when you were in Big Red Boat, you had the had the chap there. Sorry, I forget I forget his name. But Jeff, Charlie, Jeff yeah. who was who was very good on the on the promotion, very good, and, yeah. and pushing you yeah, out there. You did really hundreds good. of gigs, yeah. you know. Oh yeah, definitely. So that's something you sort of picked up from him as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've sort of picked up lots of bits and pieces over the years. Don't you sort of take the bits that you think are going to be, I suppose, useful? They just log away in there, don't they? Yeah, and when yeah, you need them, them, they come <laughs> popping back. Other things they just disappear. <laughs> And that, but yeah, definitely from that, we did do a lot of gigs, and yeah, he was very good at the promo side, so yeah, mm. that's definitely sort of locked. And for Trevor as well, the stuff he done, and yourself, especially obviously you, really, because it's been a more recent times we've worked mm. together and yeah. spoke about it a lot. Where Jeff, I've not seen him for a long time, and same mm. with Trev, really, I've not, you know, we're always mates and that still, but it just happens, doesn't it, with life, you sort of go about your business do anything mm. you just generally don't always see people so. no this is it and, and talk about that, that promo side as well and, mm. and sort of you know band functionality I mean so, and, and what you will prepare to put up with with bods I mean yeah. I've been I've been in bands with guys who were um, who were fanta fantastic musicians great guys but outside, absolutely outside of turning up to turning up to rehearsals and turning up to gigs did nothing now how do we all feel about that promotional side of it? How do we feel, Carl? Do you want to go first? I don't know who wants to go first on this one. That, that promotional side of it <laughs> is that <laughs> again? Is that the dictatorship or is that the everyone should pitch in kind mm, of thing? That's, that is a really uh, like really good question, actually. Um, so I guess before like um, before the pandemic and everything, um, we all chipped in. Um, apart from, I guess our, our drummer is he's not like very active on social media. He he's very wisely doesn't have Facebook or anything like that. So, <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Um, I can see he, why people don't. Yeah. yeah, and he but he does you know he's got sort of got us gigs you know locally where he lives and things. So um, yeah, mainly it was like uh, me, Simon, and, and Tony who would do all the promotional side of things and. Um, 
I just I've found like post post pandemic I've found like the the sort of drive to keep doing that has has kind of dropped a little bit but mm. I don't know if it's because of the situation you know um you know venues have had to close and mm. it's had a the pandemic's had a massive impact on the live music music industry so but I'm hoping that like this summer you know things will start sort of picking up again and mm. um, I'm hoping that people are desperate to get outside it's yeah. what I'm hoping people are desperate <laughs> to go and do stuff and it packs that out yeah. but yeah the social media can be it can be an act because let's face it um, you know, uh, that's the main port of our of our promotion these days for mm. people to see our product, book our band, and come to our shows, isn't it? Yeah. And it's just like they can just eat eat up your time, oh, eat is, up yeah. your content. It's it's yeah. just like a beast. I know the beast needs to be fed, but my god, yeah, it's yeah. pretty relentless. And it? obviously, like the algorithm sort of system on oh. Facebook has changed now as well. And you can post something, and it'll be like you know any music video or or something, and you, uh, the reach will be like three people. <laughs> It's like, what, why did I just spend my energy doing this? <laughs> so, yeah, I guess you can lose incentive in that way a little bit. The promotional side and the admin side of music is not something that I personally enjoy doing. Yeah. I, I will do it, um, but I, I much prefer the creative process. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, it needs to be done, and this is something we, uh, that keeps coming up in these podcasts, that we need to be everything to everyone at the moment, mm-hmm. don't we? We need to be good at the tech, we need to be good at the social media, we need just and and be able to play our own instruments yes. which let's face it keeping up your chops and stuff like that is yeah. is harsh work it? but you're fairly uh, new to the social media side of things how do you find it because you know you got yeah. into the, you got into the youtube because that's what they call it for the over 40s you know yeah youtube <laughs> yeah youtube is good yeah. the, the youtube the, yeah, the, and you know rehe- i see rehearsals go up i've been in videos of our rehearsals yeah, and stuff yeah, like that and yeah. um, oh it's a learning process for me at the moment really as as you know um yeah, I've been sticking stuff up on YouTube and that to sort of try and use that. Well, mainly for getting gigs, really, for, for yeah. myself, just so I can literally copy and paste the links, send them off to like the different things I'm applying for, really. Mm. But uh, I'm still quite a way off where I need to be with that, to be honest, and that. But yeah, it's one of the things that just getting me head round, really. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I see the use of it. I can't agree with Facebook, definitely what Cole has just said. You do mm. put stuff up on not many people see it, but mm. I don't know, I just I just keep plugging away at it really. Yeah, it's just, I think that's all he, that's all you can do. Mm. It's like you've made something yeah. and I think the people but I mean I personally really enjoy the process, seeing the band yeah. rehearsal, seeing yeah, things yeah. are going together. I've just written a song, I love that snippet of yeah, being yeah. able to see because let's face yeah, it, definitely. from our from all of our favourite artists and we have them, the big boys, you know, yeah, we yeah. grew up or big big girls, sorry. That we grew up, um, you know, listening to and thinking, I want to be like that. That's who I. That's who yeah, I aspire yeah. to be. We and then we find a documentary of them, Beatles or something. <laughs> so we're like, just love that little insight. But we can see that from from our, from our friends and from artists that we're friends with and stuff. You know, that we're yeah. friends with. Um, oh, absolutely, yeah. Definitely. That little process from the spark of the first song. I've had yeah, a song yeah. idea. Here it is. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I yeah. love that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I put all sorts of stuff up on fa- uh, YouTube and Facebook. Really, whether mm. it be sitting by myself in. The jam shed, yep, yep. We'll call yeah, the jam shed. jam shed, yeah. Mm. Uh, to a band, sort of practice, obviously at the studio or uh, gigs and that. So mm. Just lots of different insights, really. Mm. I so, think um, if I think if you have if you've created something and you, I think like what it comes down to is sort of like believing in your own music and your own material more than anything. Yeah, mm. oh, definitely. Um, yeah. And you know, if it, if it only reaches a few people and a few people like it, it's that's great. Exactly, you know, that's, yeah. that's sort of better than better than nothing. Oh, and if it you know, yeah, if it yeah. touches, yeah. you know, um, sort of emotionally can touch other people as well. It's, it's, uh, I think that's the, the main thing. Um, just knowing that 
you know you don't place your your value or your worth through you know how many views you get just that's that's yeah. the one that's yeah, the one is that's the absolute yeah because that can obviously have an impact on your um on your confidence if yeah. you know yeah. uh, even with live gigs as well if you don't get you know many people turn up or mm. nobody mm. really claps or listens it's like oh you know i feel a bit insecure <laughs> now <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah, playing empty clubs and bars was almost like a rites of passage you know i saw led zeppelin when they played to three people and a dog in a pub in yeah yeah, 1971 or whatever yeah, it would yeah. you know what I mean and people love that and that's part of like it, it became rites of passage and do, do you think people will look back on it the same and go oh, I remember when he only used to get two views on his YouTube yes. and I was like, well, <laughs> 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 people look at that with misty eyed nostalgia yeah. of, of, of that you know no it, it is it is odd and I think it, like it's, you've hit a, a really good point for me there Carl it's like if you can change I think if you can change or touch one person emotionally with your song mm. then I think the song was worth writing yeah. you know Exactly. worth doing and putting out there because if literally one person gone cool yeah I felt I felt that you yeah. communicated with me then it, then it was totally worth it exactly. wasn't it yeah. you know? yeah. so that's good absolutely yeah. so how do we all feel about playing other people's music because obviously we're all we are songwriters now and have got yeah, bands yeah. together and have done yeah. our own things mm. so it, it, has that always been the way for you Carl have you always played your own music or have you been in other people's bands and played other people's songs and auditioned and, and gone through that process yeah <laughs> uh, once I have I did just the once many yeah many moons ago I think it was like my first ever band I went to audition um what is the the studio called in Lower Stuff? Like the rehearsal studio, cafe, 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 cafe yeah, cafe, yeah. Old yeah Lloyd's. Was, We're trying to get him on, aren't we? That's where we go, yeah. Mr. Lloyd. Yeah. yeah, that was uh, that was down there. There was just a band looking for that was a covers covers band, you know, looking to sort of do functions and things. And mm. I did, I did go along, um, and I I did it for a little while. I sort of. Uh, did a few rehearsals with them and then I I think I just decided that it wasn't for me really mm. um just to do covers um yeah when I've got all this like stuff inside me that I can write and create I just um but I do at the same time I do enjoy occasionally doing you know the odd cover mm. um and sort of putting my own twists or spin on it because people do especially when you're in a pub you know there's a lot of people drinking like mm-hmm. people want to hear things that they're familiar with and that yeah, they know yeah. and they, they can sing along and dance to. Um, I guess that's the, the tricky part about doing your own music um, is the sort of unfamiliarity of it to other people. But, um, yeah, sort of I mostly do my own my own music, but I will throw in the odd cover here and there as um, for other people mostly. I think it's great and, and a testament to, to, to sort of a, a determination and a tenacity there to always be doing your own music yeah. Yeah, and not be part of someone else's cover band or something like that just just to play for you know for me I was so desperate mm. to, be, to be like to be in a band to be like, I'll play anything <laughs> I went to so many auditions I was, in a, I was in a Blues Brothers tribute for five minutes as well oh, not even nice. as one as Jake or Elwood you know just, just a guy in the background playing yeah. the harp while everyone mind <laughs> do you know what I mean I would do, do anything I would do anything for tricks please be in the band with me so I really admire that yeah. I think that's and, and I I think you know that's uh, I don't know if I was lucky or you just you knew what you wanted it sounds mm. to me like you knew what you wanted and like you said there was so much in there yeah everyone? yeah cool yeah oh Mr Danny Boy then how have you um been danced to someone else's tune before you realized actually I've got my own shit going on here we kind of did a duel we did a 50-50 split did so it's like we want to write our own songs mm. in the band that we was in but at the same time get the pub gigs and get those songs to people that they know so it was it was just basically just 50-50 split of half covers and half originals mm. which worked well because then it 
got that familiarity with what we was doing. Mm. But the genre of music was metal, heavy metal, and rock, classic rock, so it was easy to sort of fill all that in. Well, yeah, like, you know yeah. what I mean? But um, after that, we did. I did join uh, a band called Anthems, which I auditioned for, which was just like hits across the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. But that was like pop stuff, it was a bit of all sorts, and then that turned into a Paul Weller tribute band that we did. Oh, right. I was going to say pop stuff, I can't imagine you doing some, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, trying to remember some of the tracks I've <laughs> Never gone again, if you were. It was like Wise, it was like Wise and that by Athlete, I think it's Athlete, did Athlete do Wise and that? I don't know, is it mm. stuff from the noughties, is it? Yeah, it's oh, mate, bit, mate, it's mate, I have no idea past 1997. It was 90s and, and early noughties. Yeah, yeah, but the Paul Weller tribute band sounds fun though, right? Yeah, we practised for two years and we did, I think, one gig and that was at Stephen Max 40th. Wow. But that was, um, I think we had uh, Gary Moore in that, mate, with uh, Lloyd on drums, myself on guitar. Yeah. Um, we did have a keyboard player for like one second. Not the Gary Moore, obviously. No. 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 <laughs> just just borrowed him. <laughs> he passed away by then, no, I dare say. <laughs> so, no, it was Daryl. Gary or Daryl, one of them. But yeah. that, that was about him, mate. Um, I enjoy covers. I, I think I enjoyed playing them and learning them just to see how those musicians and artists that we look up to, how they structured and how they wrote their songs. Mm-hmm. Gives you an insight how to, yeah. um, especially with genres as well. If yeah. you flip between styles of music, you see how they're written differently mm-hmm. and progressions in that. And if you're not musically literate, mm-hmm. then it's a good way to discover how these different progressions Move well, that's what we said before, we, and I, I know I keep uh, the danger of repeating myself over these podcasts. Anyone that has listened to two in a row, um, the, the thing of the Beatles documentary for me, one of the, one of the standout things was that they knew thousands of songs, mm. but probably you know three quarters of them couldn't tell you how a chord was put together. Yeah, but they could tell you how songs put together because they knew so many. And their foundation yeah. for then writing music mm. moving forward was just like copy and paste parrot fashion of what they already learned <laughs> but okay, in, yeah. in their own arrangement for sure in yeah. their own arrangement because like I said they, they hadn't gone to music school by the sound of it I, mean, I, didn't, I haven't seen it yet no but they very famously couldn't read and write, couldn't read and write so. music although you know when you when you look at some of uh, I think Paul McCartney's uh, uh, piano playing I, I, I'd say otherwise <laughs> yeah, but there I mean, you go I mean it's just it's, it's from what you've learned you then move forward and adapt and change and, and build upon that's what I'm trying to say it's yeah. not like they've just gone yeah right we'll nick them four chords and that's on the second I mean they've, they've used that as a basis yeah, of yeah. learning and yeah. then they've used that and adapted and moved so forward to create their songs and, and do you find that you um, like as as the years go on you your sort of style of writing can change because yeah. I've found oh, that massively. like massively oh god yeah. yeah definitely well, I think I've given less of a shit I think as the years gone on as, mm. as, as well, I used to be very conscious of um, I have to grab people in the first twenty seconds. I have to um, write something that you know. Th- there was always this thing going about. If you don't think you've got any hits, look at your list of songs. You don't think you've got any hits, then you haven't. I'm like, why do I have to write a hit? Why can't I just like a song that I, I yeah. write a song that I like yeah. Yeah. that I want to listen to? Yeah, <laughs> Unless somebody else makes a hit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave all that funny hit making business yeah. to somebody else thanks very much you know yeah. I don't really that's uh, it was obviously we'd all love to have that one song that would for me and I don't know how the rest of you feel but I'd love to have that one song 
that just financially allows me to do whatever the fuck I want yeah. so that then I can yeah. go and buy a building on the outskirts of town yeah. oh, just a bigger version of this where yeah. I don't have to work during the day and have yeah. all my mates around and record song after song and yeah. put on gigs and do, do what I want to do instead of having to make magazines for a man that is obviously already a millionaire so you know that, that was why I wouldn't mind one I'm not going to sell out but I would just for what <laughs> yeah. just for Wow, well, just well, yeah. Yeah, we should do some sort of songwriters lottery where we all write a song, throw it all in, we'll yeah. send, send yeah, it out yeah. there, and if one person gets a hit, then you can jump in. I watch uh, Rick Beato. I've mentioned him before, but um, on, on this on this podcast, but he he does uh, he goes through like top ten songs on Spotify pop list, or like he went through the Grammy Grammy nominees for this year, and he and he said, oh, there's a mere eleven songwriters on that song. <laughs> so, that would be the same for us. Oh, God, there's 25 songwriters on this song. We each get a share of this. What's that all about? No, we didn't. We didn't go in. Apparently, old Dan, what's his face? Um, Simon Cowell made a lot of money from mechanical copyright from playing triangle or playing like just any old crap in the background of these songs. Oh, wow. And then he would get his PPL payments for being a, a, an artist or a performer on the record. Right. Did they even know that he was on there? Or have a secretary there yeah. sit there registering him for triangle oh, on that yeah. particular track in the PPL and we all know what pain in the <laughs> ass that is to register. Yeah. But Chris, you did... Um, I mean, our early days. To correct me if I'm wrong, please tell you or tell us your story. Don't let me tell it. But um, yeah. early days was playing rhythm guitar mainly for um, for without a clue, which was, was which was Trevor's songs. Yeah, that, that were all orig- original. Mm. Um, and do you find that was some or like a like a good founder and a good education? Yeah, sort of definitely. Getting yeah. sparky with, own. Yeah, well, when I was learning guitar myself, I would play covers mm. because it gave me something. You know, when I was a complete beginner. Yeah something that well it meant to sound like that and yeah. I could play along to it and you know kind of go like that but when it came to actually like the band kind of thing for a lot of years I wouldn't entertain playing covers mm. and it mm. was all about writing your own music with that a clue I mean, we'd done that for probably nearly 10 years I reckon before it finally sort of fizzled out yeah. and that was always our own stuff and then towards the end of the time that was all of us were bringing songs as we got better I mean Trev right. to start with was by far the more competent musician, so mm. he used to provide the ideas. But it's probably the more prolific songwriter, I, yeah, thought, I think, at that, that yeah, particular definitely. time. Oh, but yeah. I mean, coming into your own now for definite, you know. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, eventually, gosh, well, with the Jam Oscar Matthew band, which mm. was obviously many years down the music road. And how we got back in touch uh, musically absolutely, as well, wasn't yeah. it? Like Jam Oscar yeah. asked me to join. And to be quite honest, within all my musical career, it was one of the first bands I've actually been asked to join yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I didn't have to audition for so I came up here and said would you like to join our band and I think yeah. that's why I think that's probably the first time that's happened to me in 30 years yeah. <laughs> so I was yeah, so yeah, pleased yeah. I was like I don't even know what it is but yeah, yes yeah. thank you yeah. <laughs> but, but that band that was the first time I'd ever gigged covers mm. never oh, really? gigged a cover before wow, I did not know that no that was always original yeah and I never gigged the thing is with the covers in that band is that they were so different and Jamos yeah. uh, is such a good artist that way where he yeah. will he, he will not do it as as a record I don't no, know no, and no, no. I don't think it's because he can't because no. he won't even go he won't even go there he's like well I'm not I'm doing it I'm yeah, doing the Jamos, th- Jamos thing on that on it, yeah. so I, I, that's what I really I yeah, really yeah. enjoyed about that band yeah. is that you know and I, everyone loves to go and see a good covers band you know we like yeah. things because they remind us of something that's good but I really love it when people do their own their own thing yeah, with it, isn't yeah it? sure you know? definitely yeah mm. 
Yeah, and that was so. That was the first time I'd really done it. That was a mix. So it was fifty-fifty, I suppose. Well, as you know, you played rivers. There was original songs, mm. and there was the covers. And I think that was sort of a quite a clever selection of covers that we did. Mm. That's not the uh, obvious ones that people. No, that do. was the other thing. It's the song song do. selection, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think that's quite quite important. Mm. And that, but sort of now with what I'm doing now, I. I probably wouldn't do. I still play covers at home because I like doing it. And they're very distinct. Like, they're very, you know, they're very your own style. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. you played me a song, and I was like, "Who's that?" It's like yeah, it's this yeah. one. Oh, and, yeah, it's, yeah. and it's so quite far away. But with yeah. the main elements of the song, it's like, ah, yeah, to completely put your own twist on yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that's fairly important. Yeah. And, a, and, a, and a really like um, a skill that I think a lot of people take for granted as yeah. well. Yeah. You know, I have this with my, have this with my, with my kids that you know, oh, there's this new song out. No, that song's fifty years old. It's been released four times. It's just being sung really yeah. breathy now. Yeah. yeah. With something electronic in the yeah. background. <laughs> 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 so what's next for you? this year then Chris what are you uh, what are you doing with the with the band then have you got a full well, set together now I, I've got more than a full set really I suppose at the moment I'm gigging I think 13 original tracks that we've mm. wrote uh, I've got another three at the moment that uh, we're practicing to go in so mm. I suppose at the moment without the three new ones I'm up to about an hour and 20 minutes of original yeah. music I suppose so nice. it's going to carry on obviously get these other ones in i've got loads of ideas ready to Brilliant. go um, is there a whisper of a studio going in and recording a little we, ep or yeah something? we want to do that i'm still recording at home mm -hmm. for myself i've yeah. done a few more the other week and um, so i'll probably do something for me great the songs yeah um but so we're gonna see it are we gonna see a chris garrett of jam shedders like an ep are we of course <laughs> absolutely that is my uh, yes. that is what i want to do love uh, it that one i feel is quite easily attainable <laughs> well um, why not especially yeah. if you're getting in the studio there and yeah, the demos definitely. you've been you've been playing that just the excellence yeah. and the tech that we've got these days the studio quality it so much brilliant, isn't it? yeah well I, yeah. i've listened to um stuff that me and you have done mm. on the computer and what i've done since and then i go back and i'll get my demo cds yeah. from bands that i maybe played in say 10 years ago and i listen mm. to that i think my god so these are bands I've that you recorded in a grand for yeah, this. Yeah, you put so it into a terrible compared yeah. to what I've just done <laughs> on a free program on yeah. this computer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's no, a revelation, it's, isn't it? It's, it's an absolute opened up a lot, I think, for musicians. Yeah. Yeah, if they definitely. can just get their hands on one of these sort of stuff, the computers really yeah. are. I mean, it, it can be quite easily doable now, isn't it? And I think what I paid for my digital multi-track I paid about 600 quid for that where that was when 600 quid were a lot of money it was a lot of money it's probably <laughs> the equivalent of pound well wages. over a grand now <laughs> yeah, no, yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah. Where now so did you find it really daunting going going into that because I remember I remember to like you know I bought my laptop round a yeah, couple of times I didn't know what it was and uh, you know you said oh I don't do I do computers for work a little bit but you're a handyman aren't you he's very good you're very good with the old with the old hands yeah. sorry your wife so they say and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> those fingers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see those fingers um, but um, it was you know initially I put it down and you were like ooh and it seemed quite daunting but yeah I really, backed really, out of the shed I think really I shut you in there. <laughs> but really quickly really quickly yeah. like I said I left it with you yeah, yeah you know and then I did leave a laptop I had a spare Mac didn't I mm. just, an, just an old um, 
Oh god, what is it? It's a 2010, 2010, just doing the same thing to then sort of branch off to do it, you know, mm. quite easy. I get him a little comfort spot mm. where I just stick with that. Mm. Yeah. But I guess I just kind of, yeah, well, that was there. So obviously I did it and then I realised that it wasn't too far away from really what I had been doing. Mm. And it was actually much more straightforward than trying to do it on this tiny little screen on my whole <laughs> track. To having a nice big screen in front of you, you can see exactly what you've just pushed, yeah. exactly what instrument you're playing and mm. it's actually loads easier. And once you, it's like you know, for, like you say, the Billy basics of what we were trying to do, yeah. as in multi-track. I want to record a yeah, yeah. guitar, then I want to put my vocals over the top, then I want to yeah. put a bit of lead mm. and stuff like that. It's um, it's great for that. But if oh, you want brilliant. to get more deep into it, yeah. then you can do with the effects, with the cutting of and course, pasting, yeah. with the yeah, sure. uh, transposing, yeah. and you know, yeah. MIDI and all sorts of stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. It? Yeah. But it's been a big journey for you as well, isn't it, buddy? Sure. Yeah, because at the same time. I think I was only a couple of months ahead of yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Paul's been going around spreading his seeds. All these little safe bubbles that we had going on. Fuck you, Boris. Obviously, Paul's going over, mate, and he's telling me what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Really cool, man, to hear your process and then to see your tracks, mate, being put up online and hearing them. It's like, yeah, awesome, man. So I could see you've been caught by the bug, and it's like, yeah, you're on the journey now. So again, mate, we've got something in common there, mate. It's Paul getting us both. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, opens doorways, and you just press delete, mate. I love that. I like use it if anything's wrong or anything, you just delete it, yeah, refresh, or just yeah. go back, click edit, yeah, boom, it's yeah. done. It's like, wow. It is so much easier <laughs> once you get your head around it. And you're doing yours on an iPad, weren't you? Can't you yeah, I have, yeah, I have fantastic. recorded a few songs just just on my iPad on GarageBand as well. Um, yeah, that's right. And then just use the mic on the headphones? Yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously, like once I've got all the, the tracks laid down and everything sort of how I want it, I'll then take it to a studio mm -hmm. and taking it to Blaze. Yeah. And um, before with Raoul, who does. Uh, an amazing job and um, we, we did one song and he sort of like almost produced it for me yeah. and I did all of it like pretty much on my on my iPad and then went to record the vocals at his he mixed it all up and it like mm. it did really well actually it got like a play on BBC sounded fantastic like, yeah, it sounded great yeah, it was like, a brilliant brilliant thing and this is it so we're using so we're using either complete home or hybrids and stuff like that because mm. I have my I record them I do a rough a rough mix and then I do the same as you I'll send the, the stream so I'll export in the individual instruments send them to Raoul and mm. he sprinkles a bunch of fairy <laughs> dust on them or something <laughs> you come back and go is that even me what the hell <laughs> and charge us like 34 40 quid a track for yeah, it as well yeah, which is which is awesome and so much better than having to spend like them imagine how i just add up the amount of so you did like oh. double figures of albums with oh, with without glue how many weekends was that in you know in oh, that studio no. in this oh, no, how much money yeah. went on went well, there last, as well last time i went there was with is it fells barber oh we yeah, yeah. That. and we had one weekend weekend there and we literally came away with just a basic sort of copy really of what we were doing that needed more work but unfortunately lockdown happened mm, and so yeah so it's unfinished it's unfinished it mm. won't get finished um but that was five six hundred quid in jesus 
I suppose. Yeah. I listen to that. What I've done at home is better than that. So that that five or six hundred quid is basically now um, a, a fair decent microphone. I mean, that one in front of you, yeah. I, I use for vocals and acoustic guitar and, and harmonica, and that was hundred and sixty quid. And uh, yeah. the interface I bought on was was uh, was one fifty. Yeah, yeah. And then I used to record it all on that Mac of, uh, right, that yeah. you've got now. Yeah, yeah. So for that, you could have your own <laughs> studio setup. Yeah, <laughs> twenty yeah, thirty yeah, quid yeah, a track. Yeah. Or buy an iPad because they're what five six hundred pound brand new. Do you know yeah, what I mean? And yeah. just get stuck in, can we? I think that's the best way. It's been a revolution. Yeah, isn't it? I, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you. I mean, I know we're all trying to give up our day job. That's why we're on it. But I find the convenience of it better than anything. Anything else? I mean, I've got yeah. this room that we're all sat in, mm. and. Uh, you know, once my little girl's in bed, or you know, in between, I should be doing work from home. Shouldn't say that really. I could just, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I just snip down that, <laughs> play that guitar yeah, track, yeah. play that little bit in there, do a little bit of mix or whatever in between stuff, yeah. and it's the convenience. And instead of having to save up all your ideas, yeah. And I find that the red light fever doesn't get me so much anymore. Mm, you know, no. I, I still get that a little bit, even at home studio. Yeah, still, still get the sweat on. Yeah, I'm worse <laughs> by myself. I'm better when someone else is around. Really? Yeah, if I'm sitting in the studio on my own trying to record. I could be a nightmare for just I'll do something and then I'll just dither around and then I'm on this and I'm like mm, and I'm like yeah people listening and I'm yeah. just like oh. and then they get all self-conscious but as soon as someone else is in the room with me and I'm sitting down recording that kind of disappears yeah, it's all, no, yeah it's I guess right first take but yeah on my own on my own worst nightmare sometimes mate yeah. oh, so I don't I don't miss that looking through the glass and you sat there like Ready, ready to go, and then the producer's like, "There's nothing. You're waiting for feedback. There's nothing. There's yeah. absolutely nothing. Yeah. What's that? Good take? Was it any good? Give us up. Is he going to tell me where he's going to drop me in? Is he going to whatever? And then you play a bit, and it stops. You think, oh, is oh. that shit? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Go again. <laughs> yeah. 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 Freaking anxiety yeah. of all of that is is kind of, is kind of gone. And I was in a, when I sent off my first album to to Raoul at Blaze. There, I remember like I I I'd never heard of him really. Uh, obviously, I thought for the bands he'd been in, but I'd never put the two together. And I was just searching local studios, and I messaged him and a couple of others saying. You know, I've recorded it. Is there something you can do mix it? He said, yeah. And I was really self-conscious. And I was expecting him to say, no, nah, mate, that's too shit. You've recorded that. <laughs> Terrible. I just fuck all like yeah, you do with that. Yeah, by the way, it's a bum note in the third bar and the second chorus. <laughs> oh, you know, you were, oh, yeah, you've over-recorded it or something like that. So yeah, that kept me awake. I sent him off 11 tracks. It was just acoustic guitar, harmonica and vocals. <laughs> so I was like, oh, my God, he's going to tell me that's out of tune. He's going to tell me that's out of But which I think... Like whether you sat through the glass from a producer or a thing, you know, you worry about it. But when it's just yourself, you've got to be more self-critical. Mm. Yeah. Do you yeah, think yeah. you pick, yourself, yeah. pick yourself up on your own bullshit? Yeah. Perhaps that's why you don't like being by yourself there, Danny. Because <laughs> 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 I'm constantly like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you telling me you did a solo on your album, didn't you? And he's had, had it on because you can do a little like repeat, like the eight-bar phrase, can't yeah, you? you can and then you can layer the recordings over it so you can record it. Mm. And then it'll go back and start that eight-bar phrase again so you can record it again. Yeah. And you can do that for up to like, Infinity times, and then you can choose. And then you can choose which take you want. So you can stay in the flow state and just keep recording through it until you've either found narrowed in on that riff that you're after or something. Yeah, yeah. 
and then you can yeah, just literally choose and flip yeah. through them. But then that's where again it opens the doorway for me just to keep going and keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and keep going. So I'm like, mm, mm. <laughs> so, yeah, so it, that's the only problem with it. I do find it overwhelming. Choice. Yeah, yeah. I mm -hmm. really have to set myself some parameters mm -hmm. and try and be really, really. Because I guess myself. that creativity does need that parameters. Just... Don't artists say, you know, the medium of what you're uh, are writing, drawing, painting on, and stuff like mm -hmm. that it forces the creativity. If you've just got a pencil and paper, yeah. that's all you've got to work with that will force you to be more creative with that mm -hmm. if you've only got two days it's costing you a fortune and bass player's drunk and uh, you know someone else yeah. hasn't turned up at all and oh my god I've forgotten about the second first which like and I'm on take five and it's three o'clock on the Sunday we've got to be out of here by five yeah. so some might say that that forces the creative, a lot of pressure creativity yeah, yeah. so I, yeah. I don't know about you guys but I try and set myself like when I when I approach an album, but I don't I don't go mad with the keyboards or, or anything like that. I'll say, right, this is a this is a band album, so mm. bass, drums, guitar, harmonica. Three harmonicas, ten harmonicas. I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it gets fast and loose. But is that something anybody else does? Do you sort of set boundaries on your creativity? Anybody called? Is that the kind of thing you do, or or is it just like because you sing and play acoustic guitar? That's that's what you work with. Um. I, yeah, I don't really, I've never been great with boundaries. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm inappropriate and I don't care. <laughs> um, no, I, because I find my, I think my problem is, is that I've got so much, like, I feel that there's so much that I want to do and want to explore and create um, with that it's, it's almost too much for me. Like, right, okay. I, I could, um, you know, if I, if I get on the iPad and I start playing with like some of the synth sounds, oh, I'm like, oh, I could do like a yeah, yeah, I could I could yeah. do like a you know a eighty synth pop kind of <laughs> album, and then it's like, oh, actually no, because I'm more of a guitar, you know, acoustic guitar. That's my kind of sound. And then mm. like I so, I, I have worked with other musicians as well, and it's sort of taken this whole other spin off on what my sort of genre is. Because your but. stuff with Mark Ferguson there was very like almost I don't know what the phrase entirely means, but it's like almost a bit EDM in places, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, that would that would be what that would come under really because there mm. was. Um, yeah, sort of like electronic 80s. I mean, Mark's, he's got that kind of sound, that signature sound where it is very sort of synth pop 80s. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was great. Not my cup of tea, but it was really well done. I yeah. could tell that much, you know. Yeah, so sort of, I've, I've kind of spun off and done, you know, little different things here and there. But um, yeah, like the, the boundaries, I guess, it's not, no, I really haven't, um, it's, it's more the sort of trying to not, to not get too overwhelmed with the possibilities and mm. not when I get that overwhelmed that's, that's when I end up like having a bit of a um, slump and not doing anything right okay that's it's, interesting yeah because I get yeah. too obviously because uh, I mean work can sometimes get in the way as well as mm. I'm sure you will have that as well like you know work stuff kind of takes over a little bit um, but yeah it is just um, trying to not get that that overwhelm. Um, I, def I definitely do that. I was in like five bands towards the end of last yeah. year and uh, had my own album that I'd been working on for a year and a half and had 20 tracks, yeah. all unfinished. Yeah. You know, <laughs> none of which had any synergy or relation to each other. Some yeah. were poppy, some were bandy, some were rocky, some were bluesy. Yeah. And, you know, I just needed to go, I'm sorry, everybody, I'm out. And I, and I didn't yeah. play a thing, did a for about a month and a half and and you know part, I think we were same received the same phone call yeah I yeah. jam shit yeah. Yeah. Did, did yeah. no music for like you know November and December yeah. and then emerged that last that last sort of week of December first week of January and on right mm. 
and yeah. Uh, yeah, managed to manage to like put the album together. So I, t- I totally, totally yeah. get that. I think you really... can get musical burnout. Like yeah. I think you, that can totally be a thing. Mm. And obviously, more as the world sort of opens up again, more opportunities come in. You know, and mm. um, and then again, I'm like, oh yeah, I really want to do that, and I really want to do that, and I want to do that as well. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. but I haven't got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's great having a lovely circle of, of awesome musicians yeah. in it. And it's fantastic. And uh, yeah, I want to do it all. But yeah, we shall head towards that and give up our day jobs and yes. you know all the all right one yeah one collective hit song. Yeah, I think that's, <laughs> a, that's the best plan there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thanks everybody for coming along today. It's yeah, been, no it's been real it's nice. Been yeah, you, you know it's been really lovely to talk to uh, more musicians. I think. Um, you know, come back and we'll find someone else to talk about it or oh, just, uh, will, just yes. talk about nothing. And um, yeah. you know, if there's anything you got you got released or anything you'd like to add, then please please let me know and I'll stick that on the thing. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we'll uh, we shall adjourn then. So, Carl, Bravo. Danny, and Chris, thanks ever so much for coming over. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll speak soon.